that you know that we, we hear this, right? Now, there's tooth, toothpaste brands, right? Like, I'll say, for example, Colgate, right? At the bottom of a Colgate uh, tub or jar or, or, or toothpaste, right? Just the toothpaste, the, the, whatever it is, right? See, at the bottom of it, they were sealed, right? Look and see if it's colour-coded, right? Look and see if it's colour-coded and <laughs> see what colour it is, right? Because if, if it is colour-coded, if it is colour-coded, then you're going to find that you're going to find that it, it might be bad for you. The elites, right? The, I've heard that the elites, the elites know what toothpaste, what toothpaste to stay away from. I mean, is it as if the, the elites uh, go into the supermarket anyway? As if they, they go shopping for, by themselves, but the elites go and they can tell how healthy toothpaste is by looking at the colour of the tab. So if you look at the bottom of your toothpaste, right, you get you may get a wee red tab or a blue tab or a black tab or a green tab, right? Now, on mines, I don't have any tab. There's no colour-coded tab on mine. But you can see like a wee tab and it'll tell you what it means, right? So... If you're, if you, and I'll tell you what the colours mean, right? I'll tell you what the colours mean. And you can then say, I or I, right? Now, if it's black, it's used for charcoal toothpaste, which is, which is believed to, to give you white teeth, right? Whiten your teeth, right? But, it's also supposedly the black ones are just chemicals, right? It's just chemicals. There's nothing else in it, just chemicals. Just completely chemicals, right? If you've got the green one, the green one is the one that's natural and it's or herbal, right? So the green one's what you're going to go for, right? But if you've got the red one, right? It just means that it's used for it's got various formulations and the formulations within that toothpaste could be bad for you. Right. Uh, obviously it may you take your breath, taste better, uh, and all that stuff. But all the stuff that's in it is reused for medical medical reasoning. Blues is associated with just a regular standard toothpaste way, again, formulations that are, again, might not be good for you. But tell me this, why would you get any of the ones? Why would you get any of the toothpaste if, for example, there are people out there that don't like, that don't like fluoride in their toothpaste because they say fluoride is bad for you. Now, granted, you'd need to be having a lot of fluoride for it to be really bad for you, but think about how much fluoride you're putting into your system or if it's day and night, from from now I'm 40, 44 years of age. So think about if I was to take all that toothpaste since I was a kid, 
right up. All that fluoride getting into you. I know I'm not getting into any conspiracy theories, but what I am telling you is, it's no good for you. I, myself, I, I myself, uh, I, I chose, I chose uh, euphemol. Euphemol tastes like that stuff that you would rub on your, on your feet or rub on your legs when you're playing football and, and the, the mind is... Minus one areas of Scotland when you're playing in the cold and it's freezing, and that's what euphemia tastes like. Tastes like that stuff they put in your fucking legs. It's like rubber or something. I don't, I don't, I don't even know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that is that's this is not today's podcast. Today's podcast is just about to start. I hope you enjoy today's podcast, by the way, because it's just about to start. It's only on for 20 odd minutes today, today's one, so apart from me rabbling on. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and I hope you enjoy it and share it with all your pals. Uh, and you take something from it, hopefully. Goodbye. Speak to you soon. Beep. Get this. Join the Green Sunrise Podcast's £1.99 subscribers club and become part of a community dedicated to mental health empowerment. Your subscription not only helps sustain our mission, but also grants you exclusive access to bonus content, live Q&A sessions and a supportive network at just £1.99 per month. It's less than the cost of a cup of coffee, yet it's an investment in your well-being and a brighter future. Consider this, for less than the price of a bus ticket, you gain invaluable resources and support. Join us on this transformative journey. Your support makes a significant difference. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you thoroughly enjoy it. And please feel free to share your thoughts in the comments. Decide on life. Coming up, alcohol experiment, day two. Guess. What day it is tomorrow? Or guess what night it is tomorrow? It's the twelfth night. Can you believe that? The fifth of January, twenty twenty four, and it's the twelfth night. Typically, reference refers to the evening of January the fifth. Marking the eve of the Christian feast of Epiphany. Now in some cultures it's associated with the end of Christmas season and the beginning of Epiphany. Which commemorates the visit of the Magi to baby Jesus. And if you believe that, you believe that in some traditions it's a it's a night that's celebrated with various customs, including the removal of Christmas decorations. Thank, good, thank goodness for that, I've not took mine's done yet. Particularly the Christmas tree, which... Well, I'm glad it's particularly the Christmas tree, because if you're just taking the decorations down and leave the tree up, that's quite strange. But also, it could also be a good move. I mean, who's got a, who's got a Christmas tree without Christmas decorations just sitting there? 
Uh, I think that would be quite cool. Let's make something new up. Like, just leave your tree up. Just leave it up. Take your decorations off, but leave the tree up. Uh, so, to, it, it, is the removal of the Christmas decorations particularly the tree? And it marks the official end of Christmas festivities. Now, in some cultures, uh, festive gatherings and special meals are had, right? The Shakespearean play Twelfth Night is also associated associated as, as, associated to that again with this season. And some communities may have specific events or performances around this time. Now, if you're asking me, that's mind-blowing. But here's another mind-blowing thing that I'm going to tell you. Before we get to today's episode, here's something that might just blow your mind. Now, it's a fact about mental health. Neuroplasticity, the brain's ability to recognise and form new neural connections throughout life, means... That you can actively reshape your brain. You can, engaging in positive habits, learning new skills, and practicing mindfulness. This can lead to structural structural changes in the brain, promoting mental well-being and resilience. This emphasizes the incredible capacity for personal growth and adaptation within the realm of mental health. Now, we're about to go on a journey for the second day, even though I'm on my fourth. We're in the second day of the alcohol experiment. All right? Get your journals out. Get your pens and paper out. Let's get to work. Day two. It's not what you give up. But what you gain. One reason people resist change is because they focus on what they have to give up instead of what they have to gain. Rick Goodwin. As a participant in this experiment, you're obviously going going to be giving something up, right? You're giving up alcohol for 30 days. But there are two ways to look at it. You could focus on how hard it's going to be and all the things you're going to give up and go without. Or you could think about all the amazing insights and experiences you're going to gain as a, re- as a result of this experiment. We all undoubtedly control our destinies through our expectations. In other words, we get what we expect. If we expect this experiment to be miserable, then that is what you're going to get. And so, to make this more, more of a pleasant experience, we have to change our thinking. We have to expect to go into this experience 30 days of amazing epiphanies, better health, higher energy levels, 
and systematic shifts in our thinking. How do we do it? We decide to focus on the positive. It's that simple. You might feel weird at first, focusing on all the good things that are going to happen, especially if you're sceptical that they will happen. But when you shift your thinking to what you will gain, the good things will come. They truly will. Let's kick it off with the benefits. For me, I lost £13 in the first 30 days. My marriage has never been better and I finally started doing all the things I wanted to do for years and years. Things alcohol kept me from doing, such as starting a business, writing a book, creating a mindfulness practice and building a strong family life. I've become much happier socially because I've never worried about what I said the night before. I've become much more successful. I think I look significantly better. My eyes are clearer. My hair is thicker. But these are my stories. What's about the other people who've gone through the 30-day experiment? What have they gained? Here's a short list from other alcohol experiment participants. Clear head mornings. Better health. Less anxiety. True relaxation. Better relationships. Self-love. Happier family life. Freedom to fully participate in life. Pay attention to your language. So how exactly do you focus on the positive? The easiest way to do it is to pay attention to your language. The words coming out of your mouth. Saying something like, I can't drink, is pretty negative. It sends all the wrong messages messages to your subconscious because it leaves you feeling deprived and thinking about something you can't do. On the other hand, saying I'm going to enjoy drinking my iced tea tonight or I really love this lemonade is saying the same thing in a different way. You're telling yourself you're not going to drink alcohol but you're doing it in a positive way and you're giving your subconscious the message that you're going to enjoy what you're going to do instead of that you're deprived or you can't. Saying, I'm giving up alcohol for the month, also sends a negative message to your subconscious. But saying, I'm experimenting to see how much better I feel, is totally different. Positive phrasing sends all the right messages and will help you be more successful. So start to be mindful and conscious of how you talk to yourself. You don't have to do this experiment. You get to do it. You have the opportunity to do this. You are excited to do this. You are choosing to participate 
Recognise your old, disempowering words around alcohol and replace them with new, empowering words. This is important. The brain loves anything that gets you out of pain and into pleasure. It loves that shift both consciously and subconsciously. So choose the words you want to use. When you start consciously choosing your words, you'll even start to get a little buzz, especially if you reinforce your statements afterward. If you say, I'm going to enjoy some iced tea tonight, reinforce it by actually feeling it. Wow, I did enjoy that iced tea tonight. The brain will latch on to the experience and repeat it more easily the next time. Labelling. Another type of language you'll want to pay attention to is how you're labelling yourself and others. There's a ton of research showing how labels can limit your experience. When we put a label on something, we create a corresponding emotion based on our beliefs and experiences. This, that's especially true when we label ourselves and say we are depressed or we are alcoholics. It's true that we might we might be suffering, but by labelling ourselves that we are those things, we ingrain the negative feelings and end up believing them subconsciously. I might take a little while to start catching yourself focusing on the negative or unnecessarily labelling yourself. So keep at it. If you catch yourself once a day, it's a great start. Over time, you'll get better and better at it. And you'll develop ways to reprogram your language and be more positive naturally. Don't be surprised if people start noticing and telling you how much happier and upbeat you seem. That's because you are happier and upbeat. When you expect to be and use language to reinforce the idea. The power of positive. Staying positive is one amazing tool you can use to stay alcohol free for the next two weeks and beyond if you choose. Positive thinking and believing in yourself are helpful. But I'm also talking about how you use words in sentences. Psychologists have studied how our brains process negative statements and found that the way a sentence is constructed affects brain activity. Negative constructions can cause higher levels of activity. Which means, if we have to think harder, let's keep this easy, okay, if you, if we don't have to think about drinking, the experiment will be less stressful. So say someone asks you, would you like a drink? You could answer in the negative, no thanks, I'm not drinking tonight. Or you could answer in a positive, yes, I'd love a club soda with lime. By speaking with a positive statement, your subconscious mind isn't triggered into activity, it's happy, it believes you enjoy drinking, 
and so you're enjoying a drink. It just happens to be non-alcoholic drink this time. How we talk changes our experiences. Furthermore, according to Albert Ellis, one of the fathers of modern psychology, how we talk about what is happening to us and around us actually changes our emotions around our experiences. One of the most powerful things I want to learn in this experiment is that you are much more in control of your life than you may realise. Sure, it takes practice and awareness to begin to shape your our emotions and experiences through language. Specifically, the language we use when speaking to ourselves. But, wow, is it worth it? I honestly can't believe the changes that have happened inside me once I learned the importance of how I talk to myself. The words I use and even the tone. Do yourself a favour. Over the next few days, start to pay attention to how you speak to yourself. Ask yourself if you would speak to a stranger like that. What about someone you consider a friend? What about your child? Listening to your inner voice. You may find it hard to hear your inner voice. If that's the case, do this. Notice your emotions. When you start to feel anxious, upset or stressed or any other negative emotion, use that as a signal to pause and reflect on what you were doing just saying to yourself. How we speak to ourselves has a huge impact on our emotions. This is true not only around drinking, but in all areas of our lives. Studies show that the majority of most people's thinking is negative and self-destructive. However, since our inner dialogue is constant, we are not often aware of it. The next time you start to feel badly about yourself, I want you to stop and notice the words that you just said inside of your head. Write them down and then ask yourself, was it nice? Was it helpful? Was it something you would say to someone you love? Was it even something you would say to to a complete stranger? Or... Are you talking to yourself in a more destructive way than you would talk to a complete stranger? Take time every day to listen to your inner dialogue and consciously try to speak to yourself with respect. Like any habit, how to speak to yourself is unconscious and it will take some conscious awareness to discover exactly what the inner dialogue consists of. But if you can learn to speak to yourself as you would speak to someone you love, your entire life can change for the better. Today, observe your language patterns, both what you say out loud and the self-talk in your head. We'll get into even more about self-talk later in this book.
and write down the words you're using on a piece of paper. Do you use the same words over and over? Are they negative or positive? What do you think about alcohol? Do you feel sorry for yourself and tell yourself that you're not able to drink? Or do you feel excited about the challenge and tell yourself you don't have to drink? And you don't have to wake up with another hangover? How are you treating yourself internally? Are the things you are saying to yourself generally helpful or hurtful? Will they help make these 30 days a more pleasant experience? Don't judge yourself for using negative language. Instead, think of some ways you can turn your language around and make it more positive. Make it a fun exercise. Day 2 Journal Questions Remember, all the wisdom you seek is actually inside you. The most important words in this experiment are the ones you tell yourself. Take some time to answer these questions in here on a separate journal. That's the most effective way. A voice memo to yourself or by simply speaking the answers out loud for only you to hear. Language patterns. Observe your language patterns, both what you say out loud and self-talk in your head. Write down the words you're using with yourself. Extra credit. Now carry a piece of paper or the notes app on your phone with you and you notice every time you start to feel upset during the day, stop and notice what you said to yourself in your head. Jot those things down. Would you say that in that tone to someone you love? Or even a stranger? Now, write that down for your, la- your language patterns. Number two. This is another piece of paper, right? Change your words. Change your experience. Do you believe in how you talk, especially to yourself, can actually change your experiences? Anchor this by writing down a time this has happened. Notice how powerful this can be. Number three. Choose better words. Make a list of things you can say to yourself and others. Over the next 28 days, that will influence how this experiment feels for you. Here's an extra note. These must be things you actually believe. Otherwise, you risk increasing cognitive dissonance in your mind. Now at the end of this chapter, day two, reflections from the alcoholexperiment.com. This is from Carol. My mind set was definitely changed. Everyone around me is still drinking and waking up with a hangover. This morning, when I woke up, I found myself wondering, why would they do this to themselves? Why? Then remembered, then I remembered, oh yeah, 
I used to do that myself, too. It was a strange, truly not being able to comprehend why people would purposely ingest poison knowing that they would wake up feeling like shit. A note from Arletta. I'm feeling great about alcohol. New things have opened up for me. Some simple things like planting a a little garden, trying a different grocery store, exercising more. I've already lost weight and I never have to worry about how much I'll embarrass myself while drinking. I feel more present with my children. I am not forgetting as much or having to constantly remind myself of things I said I'd do with them. Morgan, a note from Morgan. I feel a change happening inside me. I feel confident in myself again. Or maybe for the first time. I feel like there is hope for the future and that there is so much to learn in the ways in which I can grow and simply experience being human. Right guys, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I hope you've took taken notes. I hope you've not minded. Not minded? I hope you've not been uh, too put off by me reading that out. Uh, I really should... Uh, people say, just read it and put it in your own words. No, I think for this... This cannot be in my own words. This is uh, somebody who's wrote this book. Who's been get great reviews. She's created a community uh, that is empowering people, which is what Green Sunrise Podcast is, and it's great to to maybe just read something that, again. The more I read, the better I become. I believe for myself, and hopefully for you. Hopefully, I've inspired you to maybe change your mind on a few aspects of of this or anything else. We can use these skills that that I'm learning, or you're learning, or anybody's learning, and we can use these skills and truly put them into practice regarding other parts of your life. And I suppose that's that's really through all this book. It's it's giving you reminders that it's not just this is not just for a thirty day alcohol free challenge. This is actually this is like a life challenge. This is like things that you can do differently and make it make it pur- make it a purpose and make it positive. One thing I, I, I thought about this chapter was uh, the day second day was 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 I really loved the fact that we can actually make this a positive experience as we can we can pick <laughs> how we want it to go. So changing our, our words differently and using them in different sentences and really thinking about what comes out of our mouth truly has a, a different outcome. And the emotions attached to that outcome can only make us feel a lot better. But I suppose also telling the truth, using the words that work for you but as long as it's in a positive way. Because you can't lie to yourself, right? I remember uh, reading a book called Change Your Words, Change Your World, and that kind of, the end of that chapter, the end of this episode, reminded me of that. 
I really do believe that I can fit into any situation, fit into any conversation, and make it work. But so can you. Don't ever doubt yourself. Don't ever think that you can't do the things that Annie Grace has done. Or anybody that's come on to the, the podcast, or even myself. Don't ever think you can't do that. I'm here to truly empower you. And I'm hoping that maybe, even if you're not doing this challenge, I'm hoping that you're smiling right now. And you're happy. Have a great day. Green Sunrise Podcast loves you.